1: Hello and welcome into the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. I am Andrew Laird of SoRare Data. You can find me on SoRare at Lairdino, as Lairdino, it's not even really at, but anyway, joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. We had a suggestion from a friend of ours here, Keith Jameson, GatorGuy231, that we should talk about all of the mistakes that we made during our SoRare Oh, I almost said my so rare journey. Ooh, almost did it. Anyway, on our time on so rare, and we were like, yeah, we should absolutely do that. It's an international break. What else will we talk about? And Andy, you seem to have like a lot of fun going back and Hey, man, what, what can I, I say? I love
2: pain. I love pain. <laughs> Bring it on. Oh, and by the way, is it data or data?
1: I like always said data until everyone I work with there says data. And so I'm like, I, I got to, you know what it is? I would never say this publicly, but I actually have to think about it every time I say it. Cause like, I want to just say so rare data, Mm -hmm. but then I like, before I say it, I'm like, oh, so rare data
2: must be like a European thing or something. I think
1: the way that it was described to me is that data is, is the plural. So it's like one data point or points of data, but Hmm. I, it could just be somebody telling me that. I don't know. I believe a lot of things that I see. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Anyway, so it seemed like the 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 way that we went about the painful points of our uh, So Rare time is that it was like deals that we made or deal, mostly deals we made or yeah, deals we made or deals we didn't make. It started, I like went back through all of the offers that I had received because that is like not only... I don't even want to call the pain point of my so rare time, but like it's basically a running joke now. Mm -hmm. And I want to think that I was like, oh no, I didn't turn down deals that I should have turned, that I should have accepted that often. But it was actually that like, I didn't like post cards for sale that I should have. And obviously the Jow Felix one is like the poster boy of that. And the poster boy of this podcast.
2: That's just like the main the main point of pain when I, when I look at uh, Andrew Laird, it's, it's Jow Felix and not selling him for seven ETH or whatever.
1: I don't know. What what was it? What was the, so yeah. So I went back, I actually got more offers on Alfonso Davies than I did on Jao Felix. And so the highest offer I got on day on Jao Felix was one ETH and I, it, it was never posted. And the offer came from Pavel who <laughs> I can't even trade with anymore that's so, funny I, yeah.
2: I, you don't really see the the incoming offers from from, from Pavel
1: incoming offers on a card not even on the market yeah and so i turned that one down i that is not the pain point for me the pain point was like not selling it five uh, i got a few higher ones from for davies i think the highest one i got was like 1.3 just kind of like where he is now, which is kind of crazy. So I don't like regret not selling him. But what D- was, funny- was
2: weird because I don't feel like he really like rubber banded real high like like you saw with like some other guys, like uh McKenney was a r- weird one. Like I get it, yeah, he's a US player or whatever, but uh like he rubber band all the way up over one of ETH and um Zhao was really real bad with that too. It was all Gary V's doing. Right, yeah.
1: Uh, we can definitely blame him for that. The so it it also made me go back into some Discord conversations that I had had with people specifically around that time, and the best one was I'm not I'm not ready to say who the conversation was with, but I'll oh, come on. It's somebody that I talked to a decent amount who has been on this podcast before, mm-hmm. and the it was about whether I should sell. Jow Felix and Davies at the Gotta at be this time. Gotta be Sean. Gotta be Sean. And so, <laughs> and so the, the the conversation I was having was that I didn't really want to sell them, but the, the the benefit that I had with those cards is that if I wanted to get whole immediately, yeah, I would just sell those cards, and I knew I was f- basically free rolling the rest of the way, and there was one comment that uh, somebody, this other party made that was something like you don't necessarily have to sell them, but it's nice always knowing you have that eight ETH in your back pocket. Always. It's not eight ETH anymore. Yeah. It would be nice to have eight ETH in my back pocket right now.
2: (laughs) Would you say the same thing about like a crypto punk? Like, Hey, you always have that 50 ETH in your back pocket.
1: (laughs) it's more than that isn't it oh yeah i i don't know yeah no i i mean yeah so like i just went back and i think that time i want to believe that i learned from that time that like i decided i'm going to try to not necessarily try to sell at the top but just sell a lot higher than i bought where i bought and so that's sort of the where i've been going like since then that like i The it was the reason I didn't sell Jao Felix and I wasn't really gonna sell Davies. The reason I was more open to selling Jao Felix is because he was just destroying every lineup I was playing him in. But this like FOMO of not selling at the top is like like I don't feel that anymore. Whereas like I didn't want to sell Jao Felix at four ETH and then see him go for fourteen in three days. Right. And now I just don't I don't worry about it anymore. I don't think I worry about it
2: anymore. I think what helps is we've seen that whole kind of boom process play out. So we kind of know what the peaks and valleys and uh, like the tops can even look like. Like, like what, what is the top of Jow Felix? I don't know. What was it? Maybe 10th or something. I think it was on a, on a rare I don't think it got eight. to 10. I think yeah. it was around
1: eight,
2: but. Yeah. And, and I mean, when you talk about tops too, like, it's not like six cards sold at 10th or ETH right it's maybe one did yes. so one person might have got lucky there um and there was probably some leading up to that around 5 6 whatever yes so some people did well but it's not like it's not like you really missed out and there was real, you know it was like a liquid market and 10 15 20 still sold it at 80 it's like you missed a lottery ticket that somebody might randomly click on yours and and buy it for 80
1: uh, I definitely gave up like four ETH. I could have sold it for pretty quickly. Oh, you
2: could have instantly sold it for four. <laughs> yeah. At that time. But it's still such a short window. Like right. that was not like a long period of time that, that Gary, Gary V madness happened. It was no. a, a tight window.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and they, and you obviously like, I think the expectation was like, Oh, well, if Gary V comes in, Then maybe some other whales will come in and then that'll just I mean, if you just look at the volume of of deals at that time, I mean it's the highest we've ever seen. And you're just like, you get this idea. Like I said, I didn't want to sell it for and then realize I could have gotten 14. Yeah. And I should have sold it for.
2: I think the one nice thing about like exiting or selling or like taking profits is you can always you can always enter back in or find a different like card entry point. That that might be undervalued at a certain time. I mean, there's so many players on this platform, and so many like elite young players and and talented players or whatever. So there's always an opportunity to to like do a buy low, hope it booms sort of scenario. Yeah, for and sure. You might miss the boat on on the one with Zhao, but uh, I think I think the conservative approach would be like take your take your profits somewhere along the way, and then you know, try to, try to churn tr- it out of someone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that a lot. This, this international break has led to way too much thinking that I probably should have done previously. Yeah. So the <laughs> Bramley like calling me out, I'm not going to yeah, say who it was. He's gotcha. just the only person it could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was, I was basically looking back at, I went through all of the, offers that I had received like since I joined so rare and I was like, all right, which ones. And the, the fact that there weren't any that like stuck out at me, made me realize that like, none of them are all that painful. And like going back, I was like, man, I, I made some mistakes clearly, but like none of them are like truly painful. And thankfully the Jeff Felix pain is like just comedic at this point because it was so bad.
2: It's funny because there's there's like pain of what you did and pain of what you didn't do, yeah. You know, it's like or what you could have done, I guess. Yes. The, the 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 one funny one for me, and it's really it's gonna just turn into a humble brag. So I'm just gonna like preface that now because it's total humble humble brag. I bought a uh, beginning of the boom. I bought a Cristiano Ronaldo uh, bundle for one point seven ETH. And then I sold the Ronaldo, like, a few weeks later for 1.7 ETH. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. But I think Ronaldo, like, actually went a lot higher than that during the boom. I sold early is what happened. Oh. So I could have made a lot more money on that Ronaldo right. card. I miss, kind of missed the the boat. But um, what I'm failing to mention here is the bundle also had a McKinney, a Chiesa, a uh, – who else did it have? Delegate. And uh Cordado in it. <laughs> that's
1: wild.
2: It was like the sickest bundle, and I just got a steal of a price. And granted, I do regret not holding Ronaldo a little bit longer because could have really, really made bank on that one. Um, so but that was the... my pain that's not pain at all. Right. Story. I've
1: got you... I've got pain stories later. You basically got the other cards for free.
2: Yeah. I think I sold every card in that bundle now.
1: I think I'm pretty sure you sold that chiesa for one ETH. I did. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, I didn't go through the offers that I made and I really tried to like put it in perspective of like the time of when I was doing these deals, but like I turned down half an ETH for Brad Guzan. <laughs> like <laughs> like in what world would that have not been like an immediate accept?
2: To be fair, like March of the MLS season was yep. a whole different world. Whole different world.
1: Yeah. There's plenty of like perspective now. Um, I eventually sold that Guzan for like 0. 0.25 or something <laughs> like literally half. But the, I think that obviously the difficulty is just like we, Like I, we, I look back at ETH and ETH was like a much different price back then anyway. So it's like really difficult to, to like compare to what it is now, even though like I pretty much only think in ETH, but obviously like Fiat just changes it. But yeah, the one deal that I literally did not even remember getting, and I think I showed this to you yesterday that I was so locked into my river plate stack that I turned down giving up, uh, Fabrizio Angulari and Raphael Boré for yes. Charles de Catalere, which I probably should have made that deal.
2: <laughs> um, at, the, at the time, though, uh, Boré was doing great, right? He was, yeah. And, and they and, ended up shipping him over to Germany. Yeah. But... He, uh, Yeah.
1: Like, I, I just don't, I like, The reason why that wasn't painful until I saw it was that I just didn't remember ever like turning down a deal for CDK. Yeah. But you did. But I did. Yeah. (laughs) The other one I turned down that I noticed was actually one of my first limited cards. And so it wasn't like that big of a deal, but it was um, Alfred Gomes, who's the uh, non goalkeeper. I turned down a deal of, I was giving him up for Lisandro Martinez limited and point and uh, six dollars worth of beef, and I think Martinez is worth double Gomes now. So, yeah. yes, <laughs> there's the yeah. there's the one right there. Payne would be buying limited cards for double the price they are now. I have some of those; they're all right here. Some of them are right there. Sorry for those listening; I've got a background of. My latest cards.
2: I think we both kind of aped into those a little bit, and I think we we got in right away though when prices were like probably close to where they are now. They like really popped up, and then they've kind of tapered off. Um, I
1: don't know. Yeah, we. I would say the my problem was that i I bought early and sold a bunch early and made profits, and then lost them buying high. I think that's kind of what I did too. The problem is a lower price point makes it just easier to be like, oh, yeah, let me just get some of them because we're just used to paying. Like the fun thing about it for me was that I could get cards that were so much cheaper than the rare versions. And now I, you know, like I could have Noah Lang finally. And so then I was like, oh, this is this price is much lower than what a Noah Lang should cost.
2: But the funny thing is, is like that's when like thousands of people were like, oh, I can have Noah Lang, too. And that's why the prices were so high on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do about those. I was looking at, I think John and- Andrews
2: actually just made a good comment on it. There's nothing to say that those prices can't go back up. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet either way on it. Cause I have no clue. Um, not a, not a financial guy over here clearly. Um, especially after, after today, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah i i i wouldn't I wouldn't offer advice on that. I mean, who knows they could go up, they could go down. there could be a lot more people that come to the platform and want them. We don't know
1: yeah I mean, anybody who says they know is lying, like nobody knows we have never had a situation where we're up with this many limited cards. Everybody keeps talking about like oh m l s cards will be will boom in uh March just before the season starts, and it's like for limited cards like they could have 300 left. That's you know, the
2: again. one the, the one I'll bet on is before MLS season I think most cards will go up,
1: but I'm I don't think limiteds do. I think there're just think too they're... many of them. I guess I it really
2: can... depends if they offer like a limited pro division. Right. I think that would help because it's just another division that cards will have to get entered into, but again, we don't know.
1: Right. Nobody knows is the problem. Just joined Sora saw I could make a limited team and spend $1,500 a team, which is now 900. Did you sell for 900? That's the only way it's worth 900. Otherwise you just keep winning. Hopefully hopefully you're winning. (laughs) But yeah. Um, Somebody brought up the point that we were talking about last week that like the rare, the prices for limited teams now are basically the prices that rare teams were when we were complaining, they were too expensive. Right. But the price of limited cards coming down, like it's a bummer for some of my cards that I bought that are now like half the price, but like I have them. And I I mean, it's
2: in the end, it's just kind of supply and demand. And there's a thousand of each one of those. We knew that they were going to come out. We knew they were going to get minted. So um. Yeah,
1: it's on us. I think the way, the reason I feel not as pained about it is that almost every limited card I bought was to play in So Five. Yeah. And so, like, I don't even care what I can sell them for now. Like, the value literally doesn't matter to me because I just keep plugging them into So Five lineups. And so, what I paid for them is almost immaterial because. I just keep playing them. That's all.
2: Yeah.
1: Are you still buying limited cards?
2: I don't, I haven't bought one in quite a while, but I also have, I'm also like set up. I'm like done. Like, I, like my lineups are kind of set. So there's not really like much left to do. I guess I, if I really wanted like a, a, uh, if a new club were to come on board or something and I really wanted a card, I guess I could buy it or whatever. But, um, I think I'm more interested to see how low the prices of uh, Messi, Mbappe, Holland go, and Na- eh, uh, not really Neymar. I don't. I'm not interested in Neymar, but um, I'm interested to see how low those come down because I'll. I would be interested in picking one of those up if they come down low enough. Just as like a cool, I have Messi now.
1: I can root so- for. Them. So my plan this whole time for, with limiteds and the reason why I was willing to like spend up on like Morioka and Kikuchi and Sassina, I was like, I'm not going to spend, you know, 0. 0.6 for Messi. I'm going to spend point eight, and I'll just win Messi. And I haven't yeah. haven't won Messi yet. And now Messi's is like 0. 0.28 or, or maybe it didn't. Or it was Neymar who went under point three. Maybe yeah. Messi didn't, but like I don't
2: know where Messi's at, to be hundred percent honest. I just know that it's coming down.
1: Right. Oh like the people I'm, who got Messi. Sorry, I'm looking
2: at the uh Mexico Canada game on my other screen Ooh. and the amount of snow that's uh, on the sidelines is pretty awesome. That's fun. Those those poor Mexicans having to play in the snow. And the field is actually pretty um it looks like a it looks like Tundra. It looks like they're playing on Tundra. <laughs>
1: Edmonton which, is basically a tundra, isn't
2: it? I think so, which it's funny. I don't want to take us off topic, but we were having this discussion on our channel earlier and it's like the Mexicans are, it's such a disadvantage and it's like, wait a minute. Do you think Davies and David and Silo Lauren and all these other guys are like immune to playing on, right. on snow?
1: It's not cold to them.
2: It's not like they're snowmen and they grew up, you know, all their <laughs> lives playing out there. It's, I think that it's probably a pretty level playing field, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's completely even, but it's closer. Yeah. How much do you think you can get a messy limited for on the secondary market right now? Point,
2: point 0.325 0.2646 Oh shit. I might be a buyer. A couple more <sighs> of these Bud Lights and I might be out there on, the <laughs> on the market tonight.
1: There you go. Mm. How much do you think that person bought it for? Oh, they transferred it. Sorry. The auction for that card was 0.605. Oh.
2: I guess at some point you got to cut your
1: losses. I don't know. (laughs) So, sorry if if that's you. We found one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's not great.
1: Hmm. I was Um, told at that point. Oh.
2: Man, I, f- I feel like Chucky Chucky just gets hammered every game he plays and he just took a a head straight to the noggin. Might be concussed. Poor hmm. Chucky. Um uh, <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to go through some of my Ls yeah. real quick cuz cuz I I feel like I got to do it. Um it's like it's like um I'm I don't know. I'm going to like uh AA or something and everybody's sitting around listening. Do, are are
1: you counting like like do you count the Polito thing as as an L? Oh yeah. See, all right. Cuz I, I don't I think that's bad luck. I, mean, I don't think that's an L.
2: Luck. What's an L then? Like
1: turning is, down Charles Dickettelaire for
2: <laughs> No, um hmm. is buying Michael Bradley for 0.5 an L? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. Looking back, one point effective one point eight ETH for Alan Pulido. That's pretty wild. That's wildly high. What was I thinking? I, I think the Bradleys worse. <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: I'm, I'm I'm biased on that one though because my my Bradley Super Rare literally cost a tenth of that.
2: Yeah, but you didn't get near the utility that I got. You're I got right. to use them I got to use them for an entire
1: season. You're right. You got a whole season of 45s to 49s. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shag. boy. Yeah. You're not wrong.
1: Anyway, sorry.
2: Yeah. So um my my biggest L was not buying every single card on the platform in <laughs> 2019 when I joined. I mean, us early adopters had it pretty good. I could have bought I could have bought uniques from the beginning. Nope. I was buying Sven Coombs and uh, I don't know whatever else I was buying back in twenty eight, twenty nineteen. 2019. So um, that's my big, that's one of my big regrets was not just like really aping into the super rares and uniques early on because, and honestly, I don't know that that's really an L I just, I was there. The opportunity was there. I just didn't, I didn't see um, the potential that the platform had. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, I thought it, I thought it could be big, but I didn't think that it would get to where it is now. And That's fair. Know, maybe that's me being short-sighted, I don't know. <clears throat>
1: how how further along than just Jupiler were they when you joined?
2: They had Atletico Madrid. They might have, have had Leverkusen. They definitely had uh Schalke. They had uh Betis. uh no, I don't think they had Betis yet.
1: You aped into those.
2: West Ham. Yeah. At West Ham. There was not a lot outside of Jupiter League. It was pretty, pretty small.
1: Yeah. All right. That's fair. I mean, I'm not sure there's a reason to be like overly confident that everything would would explode at some point. That's
2: all. Yeah. I don't know. You look at guys like Zara and YNWA and you get awfully envious that. You know, I might not have been as early as some of those guys, but you look at their galleries, and you're just like, "Wish I, I wish I was, I was crazy and just went nuts on the uniques."
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah. Um, My another bad one that I had. um, There's a story involved on this one. Aisa Mandy, he played for Bettis. Um, back about I don't know. I'd have to look at the card, but it had to have been like four months ago. It was right before the Lalia um, agreement. I noticed that there was a red um, Aisa Mandy card on the market, and it was the one of one of one hundred. And I was like, "Oh, they're not supposed to mint these because uh, their big rivalry with Sevilla. Um, they're only supposed to have the super errors and uniques." So I was like, "I'm gonna bid. I'm gonna pay whatever it takes to get this card because it's an error
1: card." I love well, the, the craziness of that like situation. Like it they was, couldn't have rare cards because Sevilla's red. Love
2: it. Yeah. So I paid 0. 0.25 for uh Aisa Mandy uh, rare, which is a ridiculous price, but in my mind it's like, oh, that's a error card. What I didn't know is like a couple weeks later they were gonna announce this partnership with La Liga and now they can make uh, so like Yes, in theory, it's a it's an error card, but like, I'll have to tell this story and like really get somebody to believe it and be like, oh yeah, you're right, that is an error card. Yeah, like that ain't happening. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to sell. I'm not gonna be able to sell this Aisa card down the river to the next guy. That's like, yeah, you're right, that is an error card. There's nobody, nobody, like nobody's gonna know that that's an error card.
1: Yeah, we. Uh... Did we talk about that recently? That like if you need a paragraph to explain why your card is special, then yeah. it's probably not that special. I,
2: I forget what I forget what we were talking about, but that's definitely a thing. Like if you have to tell a story, like it's probably not it's probably not special.
1: Yeah. Hmm. How much do his rare cards go for now?
2: I don't even want to look.
1: Yeah, that's probably...
2: <laughs> I'm not selling it either because guess what? It's special. It's an error card.
1: It's an error card, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, is it like the only rare Betis card from that season? No. It has to be, right?
2: I don't think so, because uh, I think that it was the same. No, actually, it was in, he was in the uh, Betis kit. He wasn't in the uh, Villa, Rial... Villa... Nah, can't talk, Villa uh, kit yet. So, yeah, technically, it's still a error card, but...
0: Hmm
2: again, it, it 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 takes an awful lot of explaining to uh, to get there. And by the way, his uh, rare card, you can have it on the secondary market for point o two right now.
1: but it's not an error card.
2: you can uh, I could sell the uh, error card for ten x that and still not get my money back
1: mm. Yeah, hmm. I mean, it's a so rare collectible. oh, right. Do you want to know that there is a two of a hundred?
2: I knew that. Yeah. Oh, you did know that. Yeah. That was sold two-
1: in September for 0.074. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't make me feel bad. It's, it's getting closer. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I'm trying here.
2: Yeah. A couple more L's for me. Uh, Amiri from Leverkusen. He went on like a hot streak back in uh, I don't know, middle of last year. And he was like he had like ten games in a row scoring in the sixties, seventies, eighties. And I think I I think I bought him in the last game in that streak. <laughs> and then they like benched him. But uh I bought him for one ETH, his super rare. And that's been a totally unusable card and Fact. I would. I need to look on so rare data and see if I've ever won a reward with his card. Because I'm guessing I haven't.
1: I mean, is he still? Oh no, he's not even close to u Twenty three.
2: No. Hmm. I'm checking right now to see what I've won with it. It's you gonna about- be. It's going to be nothing. <laughs> you can you can uh, buy one today for 0. 0.3. A super rare? Oh. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> okay, I okay. 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 Oh, okay. Oh. I've won three cards with it. Here we go. I won Sebastian Szymanski. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know what I sold him for, but I sold that card. Oh. I won Mancini, also a good card. This
1: is yeah, great that find.
2: I've sold. And uh Hataka Nakumaru Nakumu Nakum, not gonna I don't know, not gonna not gonna <laughs> pronounce, pronounce that. It. Yeah, uh, and then that was a super rare. Okay, so I, t- I take that one back. That's G-gold. another. That's another no. He's a non-playing U twenty three guy. But that story might have turned into another humble brag. My bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think that's
2: still an L. The fact
1: that oh, that card man. is worth 0. 0.3 now is probably. It's such an probably... early, early adopter whale, like, oh, my Ls <laughs> are actually just tumble brags. <laughs> All I did was win this Noah Lang super rare.
2: Yeah, I know. Well,
1: terrible. Um, How
2: bad. about this one? I turned down an offer for three ETH for my Nicholas Ladero super rare at the beginning of the season. Declined it.
1: Did you even like consider it, or did you just laugh
2: at it? Yeah, (laughs) I laughed at it. I thought that that was ridiculous. I'm like, this is the best MLS card there is. Yeah, I've got the super rare. I'm gonna win three times that amount this year with that card. Yeah, turns out I didn't win a single prize with that that card this year.
1: (laughs) Again, that's like a injury situation. That's like,
2: I don't think that I don't think that you can count that. Like I like when looking at those offers, like three ETH for a thirty whatever year old. Uh, MLS super rare for, for any just, MLS
1: player. Is I nuts.
2: think you just gotta take it. Like who? Like what's a what's a Gil uh, uh, super rare worth right now? Let's find out. Like right because now might not be two. the best, but like early season, one of his super rare auctions. I don't know. It's probably not going over three ETH, right?
1: Um, he had a three ETH one sell in March. In <coughs> so March. At the same time. Yeah. Then August was 1.95. That's it. They were slow on those cards too, which was kind of annoying.
2: I agree. Uh, Keith, there's still time for Ladero next year, unfortunately. It'll be another year older. They're in the playoffs. Uh, Okay. That knee does not seem like it's uh, holding up real well. Not good. It's scary. Scary, scary.
1: Um, 2.7 was in July, an, uh, an auction.
2: Yeah. My first couple of MLS cards were L's. My first one was uh, Ike Apara. 0. 0.23 ETH for $51. Yeah, there it is.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but still, that's 0. 0.23 ETH that I could have just held and not not wasted on a card that I would never use. Yeah. Um, and for the people that don't know the story behind him, uh he was like, I think he was MVP of the league, or maybe not MVP of the league, he was the defensive player of the year. And 2019, I think, defensive player of the year. Um, 2020 was primed to be like one of the top defensive players. Uh, played for Minnesota, good defensive team. Should have been a good card. And I guess he had issues with a concussion that just like he could never get over and uh didn't play in the MLS's back tournament, didn't play at all last year, didn't play at all this year. Um honestly just hope the guys are all right. Uh and and you know, if if hopefully he like he's happy not playing again because it sounds like he
1: shouldn't play again. Yeah. Yeah. It uh <clears throat> it was just weird because they like kept him on the roster for like longer than they probably should have. They like kept trying to convince him to play, which Yeah. Coming off of that, I don't know if-
2: Probably not a great thing. Right, right. The other really expensive guy that I bought in the OLS early on was Maxi Morales, which is a good card, but I think I paid like 0. 0.4 for it or something like it was a really high amount for a rare like it was a lot yeah. and, and probably like, you know, NYC better than I do probably next year. He's probably going to start to get tapered out. I would think. Yeah,
1: I kind of already think he's dust, but he, he was yeah. much better this year than his SO5 scores were much better than his actual real life scores.
2: Yeah. And I guess, cause was he still on some sets or something yeah. and he was, uh, was still propping them up a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So probably next year it'll be kind of a dead guard, but whatever. It was, it was fun watching him while I could.
1: My 10 year old son likes them. Cause they're the same size.
2: Ah, <laughs> yeah. He's like five, three or something. Three. Yeah. He's really, that's small. pretty good.
1: Really small. Do you have any, like, do you think of any like SO five painful moments? I mean, none like, that are, like, not none that,
2: like, were under my control or anything like that. Like, the team in Wellenruther not letting me go to Spain for the La Liga thing, like, that sucked. But, like, hey, the, the guy was, it was an unannounced injury that happened after the deadline. Eh. Uh, I don't know. I The SO5 stuff, like, doesn't, I don't, I don't look back and, like, rabbit hunt, like, if, if you play cards, you know that, like, hey, the hand's over after the the, the flop and hold them. You, you, you probably shouldn't see what the turn in the river are. Like, I don't really do that in, in my so rare lineups. Like, say, hey, if I would have played him in U23 and played him in All-Star yeah. and did this and did that, and I would have won. And then look at the card that I would have won. Like, I don't think that that's uh, healthy. So I just don't do it because I think I would drive myself absolutely crazy doing that. You could definitely so, do that. Yeah. So I just... I don't, I don't bother with that.
1: It's like bad enough. Just looking at the cards that like, if you win a card and the seeing the, like what people around you won, like even oh. that can be painful.
2: I don't, I don't do it. I just don't. It's smart. And I, I know that, I know that um, people like to like, like check for equity and check to see if like, Oh, the fairness of like, Hey, the guy in front of me got a better reward. Or the guy behind me got a worse whatever. And like, to me, it's just like, I don't, I don't want that. Like, like that stress or pain or whatever like because there's very it's it's very unlikely to like make me happy to see whatever's going to be there
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I um I was thinking that as we were talking about like our painful moments like I didn't have any when it came to SO5 and I think it part of it is that because you switch over to the next game week, like so quickly, it's almost like difficult. Like you really have to go out of your way to like, go back and see that you really screwed up. And I just like, I don't do it, especially since like entries are free. You know, it's like, I'm not putting in extra money for entries every week. Like I am with DFS. Yeah. That it's just like, I'm like, Oh yeah. didn't win this week. Let me just plow into the next game week and we'll just keep going.
2: The only times that I think that like, I would really like be, like, regretful of things, if I was, if I was doing more, like, crazy things, like, if I were taking Noah Lang and playing him in, like, Challenger a lot or something like that, and then I saw that, like, all I needed was a good forward score in my U23 lineup, like, that sort of thing would, like, right. like poof, make me go crazy, <laughs> but um, I, I think that, at least for me, I have I have the depth to, like, not do really crazy stuff like that. And I can play players where I feel like is the quote unquote right place to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it keeps me from like doing too much of that rabbit hunting.
1: Did you look back at anything like over this international break? Or did you like reassess anything? Uh,
2: like what? Like my gallery or like, yeah. um, I talked to you a little bit like I'm, Thinking about D1 a little bit, but um, whale, be, whale boy over here thinking about D1. <laughs> I just I, I still don't know if it's if it's for me, because like the investment is still really really high,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, there's a lot of room for error. You know, you buy the wrong card, or the card that you buy, the guy gets injured, you're kind of dead. And
1: if you like the Ladero unique yeah
2: right so i've been working through like all of those scenarios in my head i'm like i don't have the bankroll to be like oh well i'll just buy another unique like it's gonna be really tight if i were to do it and it would be like i would need to buy three uniques and that would be it and like like the little devil on my shoulder right here is telling me hey if somebody gets hurt then you just play one of them an all-star uh, D2 and then you play the other one in Challenger D2 and you're good man you know like the, the, that's what the devil's telling me and I just I still don't know if like okay even if that were the case and I can't play D1 maybe I play two really strong D2's then I don't know uh,
1: I think the, I yeah. the argument with the whole like if one gets hurt just play D2 I think that's actually like maybe you should just play D2
2: yeah, but here's the funny thing. Like, so like I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and and what's funny to me is, um, there's been a lot of discussions over rewards and like people upset over rewards, and I totally really? get it, and I sympathize it. Yeah, what? Totally sympathize, totally get it. Um, I think that there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, D2s, D2s are, are 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 wild because the best you can win in a D2, I think, is it is a tier one. And that's like for first place. And then like second place, it immediately drops down to like tier two. So my thought there was like, I could go really hard into D2. But like even the best card, like winning, winning, let's say challenger D2. You got to beat all the IX stacks. You got to beat like Morioka. And those are cards I'm not going to own. So I got to beat them with other cards. Right. And okay. So let's say I do get lucky and I beat them well hopefully i would win a card that would help me beat them and the, continue to beat them in the future but if i'm just winning a tier 1 or a tier 2 i don't know that i'm getting a card that's going to upgrade my lineup enough to where i'm going to be able to compete with the ix stack so it's like even if i were to win d2 a couple of times i don't i don't know that my lineup would get good enough to where no i could better. like compete on a regular basis and that's why i was looking at d1 was because okay um, I spend a little bit more, but not really. Because, like, to compete at D2 to, with the with the uh, big stacks, the Ajax stacks and Moriokas and Vanakins and everything, you need a pretty damn good team. And I think that I could have a less good D1 team and win prizes every blue moon.
1: So often, yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's say once or twice a year. But if those are stars or tier ones, uh, those cards are very likely to be able to compete in D two, but I don't know. It's that that whole like ass backwards uh progression thing that we got going on here, where you're actually progressing down instead yeah. of up. Uh, it, it it really had me thinking hard about like what the next thing to do is, and I don't I don't know what it is, and I'm I haven't made up my mind yet.
1: So first place in challenger D two. Uh, just bef- like in the last um, club week, so what was that, 216, was a Szymanski Super Rare. Yeah, and that and,
2: would be a great card that would certainly be awesome in U23.
1: Yeah, second was Michael Frey, third was Davy Clausen, and fourth was Kwasi Wright. I don't even know who that is. Uh, I mean, those Steve are literally Cliff. the top four in Challenger D2. yeah.
2: And, and I love Sebastian, but I don't know that he's going to help me beat IX. Uh, he might.
1: Yeah. Mike Van de- Hamel was de-
2: definitely not in December and January.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely need something else there. I'm trying to see what the champion Europe. I don't know. But that's a good point. Like the top of D2. Like I could understand if you are going into it because like the top prizes are so the top prize is so good. Even though I think right going into anything except D one and thinking like I'm going to put a lineup together that will finish first place is crazy. The, the yeah especially given like the lineups that we see there, but the fact that first place doesn't get you remotely close. You're right. Just sell your house and go to D one.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't think that it would take that. It wouldn't be that crazy of a of a ask. Like I think that you could do it. I, I was telling you I think that I think that the first piece I would do is a unique goalkeeper, which sounds crazy. Like why? What? What? But I think that that offers you so much more flexibility in your lineup to to have elite super rares at like forward or midfield positions. Like I'll never be able to afford like one of those like like a Morioka mid uh like unique. Like that's, right. that's not happening or like a Tadich unique or something. Um, or even honestly, even their super rares or whatever, but like a comparable player or like a tier down from Tadich super rare. Um, that's attainable. I could do that. Um, and if, if I waste one of my unique spots on a goalkeeper, then I can have like a higher end player elsewhere. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I think this all goes back to this is why you stack. You got to stack. You need to find the right stack.
2: Yeah.
1: Let me see here. If you have two players who have similar L5, would you pick the player to stack or would you choose the other player from a different team? If you have two players who have similar L5. I don't even know what that means. I would probably play a stack. Yeah, I'd I I probably I
2: play. I probably would too, just because like the lineup flexibility, like if they, they're going to play at the same time. Guaranteed, they play at the same time, same game week.
1: Yeah, Yep, I think that's right. Um,
2: uh, Connor, sorry, I think sorry, Connor. They, yeah, I think that they said that they're gonna. I thought that they were saying that they were gonna keep playing. Yes, they are. Okay, so the they ha- they're not voting then.
1: Uh, I don't know if they voted, but the, it was already decided. Yeah, I was really hoping just Ajax would. Suspend. Let the rest <laughs> of the guys play. IX. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm hoping they take a stand, and they're like, "No, we're not playing." Yeah. I just don't.
2: um. So I told some pain stories, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple more at you. Owning a million Brian Lixanos, uh That's painful. Uh, holding onto a Ryan, uh, Renan Lodi all the way from like 1.5 ETH all the way down to whatever he's worth now. Basically nothing. Um, that, that was painful. And then buying too many cards with funny, uh, sounding, sounding names or serial, serial numbers, which, you know what, that's for me. That keeps me going at night. Um, so, uh, I guess maybe that's not that much pain, but that money definitely could have been spent elsewhere on more useful things in the SO5 realm. That's fair. Oh, and legend cards have, have not panned out too well. (laughs) So that's another pain moment for me. I bought some Legends cards kind of early and uh, they've only gone down. So, yeah. How many do you have? I think two or three. Yeah, you don't have that many of them. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. These are by the super heirs. Let's hear your pain stories. Give them all to us.
1: Uh, I didn't. The couple that I had before the CDK one is really painful, like looking back. So, that was the worst part is that I didn't have like painful memories other than the whole Joe Felix thing. But it was like going back and I was like, oh, that was dumb or that was dumb. Like, do you have SO5 pain stories? I have SO5 plan pain stories. Like I, so I was going back through my results and like this international break I've used basically to like reassess what I've been doing like I have very few international players, so it's like I'm not even trying to make great lineups these this two, these past two weeks. But I was like going back and be like, there was some international break previously where I did this, and I was like my SO five results were better after I realized I was not you know correlating correctly, or there were guys I was playing that were hurting my lineups, and they would have been better off if I sold them and bought other players. And know. and so I was looking back at my gallery, and I hate it. Like the cards that I have to play now for the next two, three months, like before MLS comes back, I really like. I feel like I have maybe two competitive lineups, yeah. And it's U twenty three, rare. That's what we're, right. So based D four, yeah. right. And like I feel like I have really, five really good players that I would play every week, and I don't feel like they're that great, but like I don't feel like they're winning enough. What's the lineup? It's uh, Vandevort, uh, Malacia. It was Szymanski, and it was Mahalevich, and now they're gone. Or yeah, they're gone. Or Szymanski's basically gone. So he's I got bought, a th- I think he's got like three. Or,
2: like no, you have like you got like another month of him, right?
1: Yeah, something. Yeah, four games. Ish. I think somewhere. Yeah. That. But I so I bought uh, Nicola Ravella and Venetia Souza, who I think will be fine. And then I picked up the Jesper Carlson and I have Julian Alvarez whose seasons is is ending. And then the Davies card. And like, I feel like that lineup, like, I feel like I should be competing for podiums every week. And it's, it's like made me bitch about winning tier three U23s.
2: I think, I think that that's going to be a competitive lineup every week with like, with the upside of podiums. Like those are great and, cards and you got to remember too, like all the other people no longer have those MLS cheat cards or K league and J league cheat cards that they're able to sneak in there. So like yeah. no more Barkos, no more Mahalovic, no more whoever else is getting snuck in there. It's yeah, level playing field. I think you're in good shape.
1: Yeah. But like in the summer, not even summer, like August, September, I'm rolling out like, 10 lineups, 15 lineups Yeah. and for the next, you know, starting in a month and for two or three months, I'm going to be rolling out like four. And I was like, all right, what can I do? And I realized I bought like some super rares that I can't play. I mean, I can, they can't win and I can't really sell them. And so. Yeah. Do I take giant losses on those to like try to get cards I want or what? And so, yeah, like I was going through and I was just like, the the, I'm like feeling pain now because I felt like I was doing really well. And now all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? Fell asleep.
2: To answer that question. I think that like, if you're not going to use those cards and you feel like you can sell them for like a halfway reasonable cost, even if it's a, even if it's a quote unquote L sometimes I think it is all right to just go ahead and take the L and to take that ETH and to go do something positive. Like that, you can, they can help you now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, let's say you're one card away from Challenger D4 or something, and then, and, but you got to sell a couple of those super errors that aren't going to win you anything, anyways. I think the, the play might be to, to take the L
1: and. It's funny how you say to sell them for a halfway decent price because it's actually just half of the price that I paid. Like, that's yeah. where they are.
2: And that might even be what you got to do. Like I've got a couple of those in challenger Europe where I bought them thinking, okay, these are like defensive midfielders that won't kill my lineup. And it's like, that's the exact wrong mentality in challenger Europe because you don't need cards. Like you can get away with that in other regions or other places. Like you call it a Michael
1: Bradley card. All right. Just like, yeah,
2: it's a Michael Bradley card (laughs) and you can get away with that. Maybe in like champion America some weeks you can get away with it in U 23 some weeks a card that doesn't kill your lineup a card that gets you 45 to 55 points or something mm-hmm. but in challenger europe if you want to really compete no i it, yeah, it.
1: what got me is that i was looking at the challenger rare cards i had and i was like all right if i could just get some like average super rares in like they'll score the same as these good rares and i'll be set and then like i started to play it and i'm like I'm getting killed because these like mediocre super rares I have are being matched up against elite super rares. Like,
2: yeah. it's like they have Tadich and I have a
1: uh, Gen Cools. Right. Yeah. And it's like, why do I think I can walk in here with uh, right. Mark Vandermarl super rare? And someone else is playing. Lisandro Martinez, super rare.
2: Right, and not to mention they have the whole rest of the uh, IX stack. So it's like, not only not only do they have the better super rare, but they have all the better rare cards than me too. So how am I winning again?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does feel a little funny how we're all like, and we lose to all of the IX stacks. It's like I don't. I'll have to look into that. Like we how many IX stacks there actually are. We.
2: I, I sent you uh something from somebody's gallery because I was looking at his D one. And uh, the guy just runs all IX stacks everywhere. Yeah, I, I forget the guy, I forget the account or whatever. But it's yeah. just like every single one of his lineups was just like, oh, IX, 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 IX. And it was just a little demoralizing to look at.
1: <laughs> I love the guys who are like, I'm not doing a full IX stack. I'm gonna play Morioka also. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: great. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Yeah, uh, that's basically like I'm actually feeling the pain now as I'm like using this international break to set my lineups finally for this upcoming weekend. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, these lineups are dead. Like I, there's no way these lineups are doing well. Yeah. And how are your uh,
2: international lineups going?
1: I won nothing from, I, I haven't won anything on this international break, like not even the threshold. Dude, Alfonso was, Davies turns into the like the worst player in the history of the of the game when he's on yeah. international duty
2: I mean they play him at forward yeah they play him at like left or right wing or something and it's just like hey the defender card is not going to do well yeah. there unless you're minus
1: 34 from possessions lost
2: unless he doesn't lose possessions gets a ton of final third touches and might get a goal or something then you're it's I mean, not going to be good
1: can the dude win a single duel I mean come on man like <laughs> my god yeah no, it's, um, I hate, I, I say that I hate international breaks, but it's like, it, it was helpful for the, for the break where I could like review what I was doing. And unfortunately this time it was just realizing that I hate everything in my gallery, <laughs> all of these cards behind me for those watching on YouTube. Like look how much yellow there is. Like
2: there's a lot of yellow. It was actually that's a not, decent. That's not your whole gallery.
1: No. the Uh, no, I thought I could get my whole gallery, and then I realized the cards were so small.
2: Then you couldn't so, see who they were.
1: But, like, yeah. Like, I knew how bad it was when on uh, this side, this Memphis common, and I'm like, oh, and there's Halland. Uh, and like, nice. Those are the cards I'm proud of now. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And no, it's over here. These two. Oh, are those think. your their, your mediocre superheroes? Those are them right there. T- yeah. I bought them the same day. One of them got met- benched the day I bought them. I think you get away with those
2: if they're like in a creative stack um, of some sort.
1: They play I on the it's... same team, but I wouldn't even consider them a stack. Yeah. They were, Are they, they defenders? Just, one's a defender. One's a central midfielder. Yeah. They're just bad cards. And there's yeah, Michael Bradford in like, the corner.
2: I think if you go like defender, defender, like even if they're mediocre, defender, defender with their goalkeeper – you might be able to get away with it. If they get the clean sheet and your guys don't lose a billion possessions, you might be able to win with that. Yeah.
1: My my plan now is to try to get rid of those. If anybody wants to overpay for those. Oh, and if I move over here, this one, um, Andreas Ulmer, if anybody wants that card, he's the captain for RB Salzburg. He's also oh. like twice the age of everyone else who starts. If anybody wants that card, it's on the market. That's, that's fun. Happy to sell that card. It's not fun. Does he, he's terrible. Does
2: he does he always start? Yes. Okay. That's a start. Yeah.
1: His, his scores are, like, so bad. He literally scored zero recently. <laughs> like, like, full 90 minutes and he scored that's zero. That's crazy. And he's a midfielder? No, no, he's a left back. Ah, uh, that's why. He didn't even cross. That's the worst part. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what he's doing. Yeah. Other than costing me points.
2: You know... I don't, I don't want to talk about the scoring matrix, but uh, let's let's go there for a second.
1: I mean, I disagree with what you're saying, going to say.
2: I don't know that you are. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of people talk about changing the scoring matrix so that uh, like left backs, wing backs, fullbacks um, don't lose as many points for lost possessions. Um, since you said you were going to disagree with me, what were you going to say, or what do yeah, you? Yeah, no,
1: I think they're fine. Yeah, I think it's I kinda, perfectly fine for them to be penalized for all that junk.
2: I do too, and and my, the only reason the only reason I I really feel that way is: Can you imagine Alexander Arnold's scores? <laughs> He's exactly the one I think about. If if he didn't get penalized as badly for this stuff, I mean, it would just be a hundred every week.
1: Every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no interest in.
2: And I mm-hmm. imagine Davies would be up there too.
1: So over the last 15, uh, TAA is the third highest scoring defender on the platform anyway. Yeah. He's averaging 72.8 over his last 15. Like but he, he literally help. would average a hundred if we yeah. reduce the possessions loss.
2: Let's help him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the, all the people that probably want those changes, um, don't realize it but the they're they're just helping uh uh ynwa mark uh uh even more because i think he's he owns like so many ta cards
1: sure. robertson and no
2: yeah I, that's I, probably I, where the lobby is it's the the ta lobby trying to get those wingback changes
1: yeah exactly <laughs> what it is no i think it's just i think that people are used to having those positions be valuable like fullbacks and wingbacks and they're like positions that they want to target like in other fantasy games. And then they come here and it's like, wait, why are center backs so much better? And it's like, well, they're more important. It's as simple as that. Like fullbacks are much easier to, to replace. Like you can make a fullback out of anybody and you can't yeah. really do it with a center back.
2: And you know, what's funny is like, I've always, I've thought too, like, okay, well maybe not like reduce the points for lost possession. I mean, cause you wouldn't, I don't think that they could do, could they differentiate between a fullback and a center back? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. You're... Yes. Okay. I was going to say, cause you'd be propping up center backs a little bit too, like dumb center backs that are losing possession. You're giving them, you know, some yeah. props, but, um, the, the other thing that I was thinking too, you could add points for like crosses like you see in DFS, but then again, you're just pumping up TAA even more and, and other guys, uh, Similar, I guess. You're just yeah. giving and them more points.
1: Right. They're just like cross donkeys who like don't care where the ball goes. They just need to like get it in and like that's not <laughs> whip it in there, right? Yeah. No, totally. And like that's not we don't need that. We don't need players like that being so valuable. I don't need to spend 0.7 ETH on Jesus Navas. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. Uh apologies, John Andrews, for outbetting on those Lozanos. I just had to have them for whatever reason. Had something stuck in my brain that I needed them. Uh, and then Ken Payne lost 0.2 ETH on commits Limited. More pain. Had to buy another card to average down my costs. That's pain. Sorry to
1: hear. How do did you, you... lose point two on Kimic? I don't get
2: it. My guess is he bought it at like point five and then sold it for point three or something, and then had to buy a different card to.
1: Yeah, just another Kimmich.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't sound like another Kimmich though. It sounds like a different Really? Average down my cards.
1: Uh, I don't know. That's what I would have done. Or just play him. Yeah, or just, just use him. him. Yeah, Hold just on. Just with Morioka. whenever his play. His price is got awfully high. Whose? Comics. Yeah. And you have he, one, don't you?
2: A rare though. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I remember I bought that card and I was like I'm totally going to be able to flip this one quickly for for profit because it was like mid boom and uh and that, that that moment never came up and I just got that card huh? just to keep it and I think it's it's still worth close to what I it, it's actually like fiat wise it's probably worth more That's, so I don't know oh
1: fiat wise get out of yeah. here with
2: that I don't know It's an at elite some point, point hey here's the deal at some point we're all going to be like looking at the stuff in fiat I think That's when I leave. I don't think you will.
1: No, no chance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't now. <laughs> but I think that that's, I think it's like inevitable now at this
1: point. Oh, so. yes, he can unrealized loss. And so now I have two. look at that. Now he's got two elite lineups. So oh.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think unrealized you're in good shape. Yeah, Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fret. Easy for me to say, but I, I don't know that I'd fret too much over that. You got two pretty good guards there.
1: Yeah, I agree. What's nice about those cards is that you then spend more money so that you can get elite cards around them.
2: Yeah. Anorag says, is is a forward card playing as a mid better or a mid card playing as a forward better? I think it really just depends on the player. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like MLS players that are categorized on Sorare as midfielders, but they're actually forwards. Like I, I own a Christian Caseras mid. I own a Kevin Molino mid. And they're both forwards and the Caceres mid scores really well yeah because he like wins a lot of uh as a forward he because wins a lot of duels and yeah well he just is does he play more as a midfielder yeah okay well he he tends to win a lot of duels and do a lot of mm-hmm. he's, he's a lot more active on the field and the molino card is just like totally when he was not when he didn't have a dead acl um he was totally dependent on DAs. Like, if he didn't get a goal or assist, he was at thirty-five. Yeah. So, it, I think it just depends on the player and the situation. I think it's that's a hard one to answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you see that Rio Hatat's limited cards are defender, and his rare and super rare cards are forwards?
2: Oh, that's interesting.
1: And he plays midfield.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't he he played he played all over the place? Like he plays he played, all over, yeah. It's just weird played, to like, have like the same
1: and... season card, but different scarcities in different positions.
2: Yeah. You say Nani and Kyoto uh have met I think you want the Nani forward guard. I could be wrong on so that. Too. That that seems that seems right.
1: It's more like if they if they do the defensive work, then you want the midfielders. But if they don't do it, then the midfielders get penalized for the possessions lost and or whatever.
2: Yeah, and goals conceded and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yep. I was trying to think of the other one. oh, Cade Cowell or Cowell? Yeah. I have the bad one, like the bad they, midfielder. I thought
2: card. I thought that they only made the midfielder cards. They made forward ones too?
1: I think the new ones are forward cards. Uh, or maybe it's vice versa. I,
2: I think you want the forward cards, right?
1: He didn't really do anything anyway. <laughs> I don't want no. the card at all actually.
2: Right, that's fair. That's fair. He he was not he was not the prince that was promised this year.
1: Well, he started off really hot and, uh, oh, maybe I have the midfielder card and you want the forward card. Yeah. He started really hot and everybody, like he got expensive at the, because it was like peak MLS and a 17 year old kid just like killing it.
2: And I think he scored like in his first two games or something. Yes. And, and one of them was like a, like a bicycle, like wonder goal or something.
1: And now, and so I won him, I won the midfielder card. Yeah. So the older ones are forwards. And I think it like pushed him to a tier one, and that's when I won him, and then he hasn't scored since. Yeah, he started the season 63 60 70. And then every game since then he has scored below 35, except for one.
2: <laughs> that's wild.
1: Literally. Oh, that is so
2: you know, impressive. Speaking of like MLS guys that like I completely lost track of or forgot. What 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 happened to Cole Bassett?
1: Is he um, still a thing? Does no, I mean, he... I'm pretty sure we talked about him in June or July when we were talking about um, the all the people, all the guys who were going to lose U23 eligibility, and we were like, "No, Bassett's really young. Like he, he still keeps yeah. it. We're going to be all over him." It was him and Mahalovich, and then all of a sudden, it was like gone.
2: Looking at his cards, like or looking at his scores, it's not bad. Like, I don't think that, like, I, I just don't think he maybe got enough playing time. Yeah. Like, looking at these cards, like, his last few games, 34 minutes, 28 minutes, 78 minutes, not bad, 86, 22. I, I think that the I unpredictable position. Yeah, and the unpredictability of, like, is he going to play for 20 minutes or 80 minutes? Right.
1: And then yeah. they brought in Mark Anthony K after they had Acosta oh, right. and yeah. Jack Price. Like, I don't know where he plays.
2: And he's got a weird smile.
1: Yeah, he does. And that horrible hair, like blonde hair <laughs> from the first season. Uh, his rookie card, if you will.
2: Uh, like he dyed his hair. He bleached yeah. it. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously that card, he's 20 years old. I think he still has a pretty good opportunity over the next sure. three years to prove prove his worth in the U23 realm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that... But, that- MLS U23 pool is weird. Like, you kind of need it. You need to know it if you want to play in the summer. But yeah, like some and, was- and I
2: and I think it's very fluid too. Like Ezekiel Abarco was an elite card this year. Last year he was a dead card, like a yeah. useless dead card. Yeah. Um. In fact, I've got a funny story, and I want to throw out a little bit of props to my buddy Surface Terror Missile on this one. Um. During uh like Christmas time last year, it was like a total dead time and uh uh like so rare time or whatever. And he gifted me a barco card, a rare barco, and I gifted him a Brian Lozano card. <laughs> Talk about pain for him. <laughs> so I mean, uh like, like a kudos to him. Coal. Yeah, kudos to him for doing that. But like at the time they were probably fairly equal cards. I probably I'm sure Barco has like better prospects and, and the thoughts like of him. Lazano Lozano was legit though. He was, yeah, but I think Barco just has that like higher sex appeal or ceiling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um that card ended up doing quite well for me this year. But next year, will that be an elite card? Or will he transfer somewhere else and be a dead card?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I like this coming from John tier one star MLSU 23 cards can very quickly become T three tier three champion Europe cards.
2: I think that that is probably like the, the, the best comment we've ever had on here because it is so true. Yeah. So true. Um, I'm trying to think of like recent examples, like a, uh, Tanner Testman. it would probably be similar. Like, uh, didn't Kyle Duncan go over there or, uh, he, didn't,
1: he hasn't gone yet. Not yet. Um, Oh, Brendan Aronson, uh, We haven't heard about that guy in years. <laughs> that didn't work. Well, but he didn't so, go to
2: Champion Europe. He went to Challenger. True. True. Uh, Busio. Uh, although I think that he's getting a little bit of time and maybe even a Tier Three over there, but he's not. He's definitely not setting the world on yeah. fire like he was doing here. Like he was yeah. probably star tier here. What is he like a Tier Two there or something? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a. I think that's a really good comment.
1: Yeah, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about. Uh, Gabriel Slanina, the Chicago fire goalie. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, I think I need to pick one up be- or, or Ochoa because for U 23 next summer. And it's like, man, I, I don't know what to think of that, but like, it's possible that those two guys and some of the J league and K league ones at the schedule match matches up. Like those are the only U 23 cards, but I know you're set in that respect with uh, Ochoa, but man,
2: maybe, maybe, I don't know. He's, uh, he worries me sometimes with just like, I don't want to say his attitude. Cause I think I honestly I feel like people say he might have like an attitude problem or like they don't like his demeanor, but I feel like he's, he's fine. I just feel like there's a lot of hate that goes towards him um, from outsiders, especially like U S fans. I think mm, that he gets, no, a, yeah. he gets a lot of hate from U S fans now that he's declared from, for, for Mexico. So um, honestly, like I kind of hope he goes to Liga MX. Uh, I think that he'd be—he'd probably be happier there. Um, it'd probably just be better situation for him, but we'll see. Uh, I hope that that continues to be a useful card, though.
1: That would be. Helpful. By the way,
2: Canada just scored. They're Yeah, Kyle Laren.
1: I just got a notification here.
2: Oh, on what app is that?
1: Oh, it's uh, nothing. That's nothing.
2: Oh, that looked like FOT mob to me.
1: Yeah, definitely not FOT mob. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm surprised you're not using that
1: app. Whoops! No, yeah, no, uh, no FatMob, no SofaScore. I found uh, found an alternative.
2: Hmm. Hmm. I guess you'll have to tell us about that later this week. One day,
1: maybe, hmm. maybe that will be released. Yeah, we'll public. see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, the pain right now. I actually feel more pain with my gallery now than I ever have. As I was just because MLS is ending. Because like I, that's, and it's not like I had like the greatest MLS cards, but like my better cards are MLS cards. And so now the, I mean, even making it worse, like the MLS playoffs are Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah. And so Tuesday splits like my better MLS super rare. So like the, the, the problem I have, it's like, do I make the best team I can make in D3? with one super rare or do I just toss that super rare out and make the best D four lineup?
2: Yeah. What you're describing right now is international break for me because like, um, uh, not to like deter too far, but like this, this game week right now I had the opportunity of making what I felt like was a good competitive D three
1: mm-hmm.
2: or I could have made a D two and the D two would have like had, uh, uh, Thomas Suchek, uh, Christian Thorsvet, um, Pedro Galiz, uh, Chucky Lozano, and there might have been one other guy like a Leon Bailey or something. Um, which okay that's it's a team. It's a team. Or I could take like Galiz and Chucky and then put them with three good rares and have a good and yeah. that's what I ended up doing and I just trashed the I trashed the other guys didn't use them at all. And uh, I had a really good lineup and then Diego Valdez just killed it. Um, and actually Chucky Lozano's playing terribly right now. So um, I'm sitting on like 350 points, probably won't get a card unless Chucky maybe gets a decisive, but that's not looking good right now in the snow.
1: Were you one of the people who won a card in no America rare with zero points? No,
2: no, they shouldn't do that. Like I, I, I I'm not mad about it. Like the people that submitted their lineups enjoy your card, but they shouldn't do that. Like you should have to score one point to get a card. It's a simple rule. I think,
1: you know how I reacted to it. Yeah. By putting all of my weekend lineups in today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I can assure you there will be mistakes made because I did that though. Like I never yeah. do that. Um, but,
2: but you can go back and fix your, well, yeah. you know, your lineups that matter. Yeah. Believe yeah. leave the, leave your challenger D four or whatever weird ones you have in there to try to win a free card in.
1: Yeah. The good news is it's really easy to like navigate the so rare game page. And so like, <laughs> surely I won't make a mistake at all. <laughs> Moving cards from one lineup to another. Oh boy. Oh I anxiously wait to see if my goalkeeper has recovered from COVID-19 or not. Nice. I had two guys test positive for COVID after the deadline, but just before the the uh, international break. And I was like, that was not the feeling I wanted going into the break. You have the
2: goalkeeper from Royal St. Gilles or however you, I don't know how to pronounce it. But, yeah, I do. Uh, he's the national goalkeeper for who?
1: Luxembourg.
2: That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool card, and I think it has like a like a cheat code uh, uh, extra utility that I, I would have never realized.
1: Um, I you know, wait.
2: Did when you bought that card, did you know that? Okay,
1: you did didn't not even know. think about looking. Yeah, like that's how little I think about international stuff. And somebody pointed out to me recently. they were like, that was sharp because they get peppered with shots. Like he makes a ton of saves while playing ah. for Luxembourg. Yeah, and uh, he didn't play for Luxembourg over this break because he had COVID. Like I was all, I like, yeah, I was all set up and.
2: Did you respond to that with like, yeah, I know. I, that's why I
1: bought him. <laughs> why else would I have bought him? I only yeah. buy guys with extra international utility. Uh huh. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't pretend to know. Dang. I may not have admitted. I didn't know, but I didn't pretend like I knew. Fair enough. But hopefully he's feeling well and, you know, back in training soon, please. I started like looking at the dumpster challenger goalkeepers like who can i rent for a week i'm like this is such a bad idea yeah i know you were looking
2: at that with Vandevort potentially hurt or whatever and there were some some pretty bad names coming up there
1: <laughs> yeah looking for cheap u23 starting goalies is just a, it's not the you don't want to go that route that's all i'm saying
2: i think the answers would have been Bod- bodar boat yeah Bodart.
1: yeah uh he was certainly on the list and he's getting cheaper and cheaper
2: yeah he is it's funny to see and, and his and his U twenty three eligibility is is running, running out by the day.
1: Yeah, it's like amazing how many cards he has on the platform, and how, like how how long he's been a starter. Like that's just going to be what happens with Vandivort at some point. But it's like yeah, it's like weird I to think, see U twenty three guys with cards from like three years ago who are still playing.
2: I think Bodart was one of the first cards to get a hundred minute minute of him
1: I think in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I remember at one point he, there were more Bodard cards than any other card on the platform.
2: Yeah, which is crazy, but also like, I don't know. I guess it kind of makes makes sense because he was early on the platform. Mm-hmm. It was a valuable U23 card or whatever. Right. They're going to sell him.
1: They're going to sell him, right. Who's was smart, yeah. Uh,
2: all right, enough pain. Enough pain. Well, I, I actually have a little bit more pain I got to go to you. I got to go max out my credit cards and invest in stable coins. So
1: please don't do that. Please don't. I will not do that. (laughs) I'm going to give you financial advice. Do not do that. (laughs) Actual financial advice. Please. Okay. I'll take that advice. Okay. Okay. This has been the Rare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. We will be back next week with another topic. Thankfully, it will not be anything that we are talking about international uh, breaks because Gosh, those are just awful. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Andrew M. Laird. You can find Andy at ablack86. We're also available in the so Rare Discord. Uh, I am Andrew M. Laird or Lairdino there. I can't remember. Uh, Andy is at Black, so you can find him there. Uh, if you have been watching this on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below. Feel free to subscribe for all the videos there from RotoWire. And if you're listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Andy, thanks for that. And I'll talk to you next week. See ya.